0: The in news in on CJOB by, uh, with Richard Kluger and Julie or, Buckingham. Or There's other ways of dealing with it, in that you negotiate and you look for compromise and and, and t- tell the true story of our, what happened to us. But in terms of the statue, uh, I I disagree with any use of violence or destruction. There are different ways of removing it by replacing it with something positive.
1: Joining us live on 680 CJOB from the University of Manitoba, where he teaches in history and native studies, is Sean Carlton. Professor Carlton, thanks so very much for joining us.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: The McDonald I learned about in school was a national hero, somebody that united this country, that built this country, that patriated the West and ultimately hanged a traitor. Since then, we've come a long way. Tell us about the course that you teach at the U of M.
0: Right, so I'm teaching um, a Canadian history course that focuses specifically on the commemoration of the past. Now, listeners need to understand, and I think this has uh, been talked about the last few days, that history and commemoration aren't necessarily the same thing. The comm- commemoration is the deliberate marking of specific aspects of the past uh, that we that, that convey certain values or um, meanings that we want to um, aspire to right they, they are bringing certain people or events that we want to remember and often that is done in a very celebratory way um, and so the commemoration of someone like John a McDonald um, often follows the same kinds of teachings that, that you mentioned uh, at the beginning, that most people learn about Johnny MacDonald in social studies or history uh, as a nation builder, as um, someone who brought together French and English interests to help build Canada, helped establish the uh, transcontinental or Canadian Pacific Railway, and, and played this role as a nation builder. Um, and that is, in fact true. He was a nation builder. He played a, a pivotal role in building uh, Canada. The the thing that you don't learn about social studies in social studies or history class is that to do those very things, MacDonald also played a role as a nation destroyer, right? To build the CPR, uh, to create uh, the, the country of Canada. Uh, MacDonald uh, oversaw a number of different uh, genocidal policies, including deliberately starving Indigenous people onto reserves. Uh, He played a key role in establishing the Indian residential school system. Uh, And all of um, these policies sort of uh, tried to suppress Indigenous people, uh, Indigenous nations, to build up a new nation. And the problem is, is that we really, in Canada, learn one side of McDonald and not the other. And monuments only commemorate one part and not the other. And so currently um, since the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in 2015, Canada has been forced to, to reckon with this more of, this more complicated understanding of the past. Uh, and, and my course uh, invites students um, to, to understand what is at stake and, and what we might do uh, in this so-called era of truth and reconciliation with many of these kind of more complicated monuments.
2: And it goes far beyond monuments. Of course, there are are street names that are controversial, even Bishop Grandin, which isn't very far from where I sit right now. Uh, School names, it it runs the gamut. And when you hear Ernie, somebody directly affected by the Indian residential schools, and you talk to David Chartrand, who talks about those that have uh, committed atrocities against the Métis people, they, they have a similar view that, you know, we cannot erase the past. So how do we commemorate but also recognize the mistakes that individuals have played, whether they're uh, recognized on a street sign or whether they're recognized with a statue?
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, you know, one thing just to, to, to clarify is that taking down a monument Uh, whether it's through community consultation or whether it's simply ripped down, uh, like has been happening all across the world uh, in the past few months, doesn't erase history. I have to really clarify that. Um, The McDonald statue uh, came down in Montreal on Sunday and I'm still gonna teach about him in my course. Uh, He's still gonna be in the history textbooks. He doesn't erase from history. What taking down a statue does is say, this particular figure does not deserve to be uncritically celebrated in public spaces. MacDonald um, was a nation builder, but he was also an architect of indigenous genocide. Is that someone we want to uncritically celebrate in our public spaces when we could simply choose to celebrate um, or, or remember other kinds of history? Um, so I, I think you know, the, the clip that you played off the top, which is, you know, it, it doesn't erase history. Um, but it does force a conversation about what do we want to remember and how do we want to remember different aspects of history um, and I think that that actually is a is a really important and 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 fruitful thing if we can find ways to to talk to one another uh, rather than yell loudly uh, our particular opinions because we could have a debate where you know, you folks are saying McDonald is a nation builder and I'll call him a nation destroyer and we'll both be right. Um, the problem is, is that public commemoration doesn't do complexity very well. Um, it's often black or white, one version against another. And I think what I'm trying to do with the course is actually invite students um, into seeing some of that complexity and try and find um, some better ways to have these conversations so that we can make better choices about the kinds of things that we, that we commemorate.
1: With us on 680 CJOB from the University of Manitoba, where he teaches history and Native studies, is Professor Sean Carlton, Richard and Julie with you. Uh, what, what I have learned in the past several months, um, as a result of Black Lives Matter and the various other debates that we are seeing, is that we have a generation of young people that are telling us, telling me, telling my generation, that enough is enough is that we want change, and we want change now. And there's a generation that is hanging on to the past in so many ways. So when you have these debates in class, do you sense that anxiety, that anxiousness to get on with it, to change the channel, to change the politics? Because that's the one thing I'm sensing right now, is that there are a lot of people unhappy with what's going on now, and they want something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's palpable in the classroom, particularly for me, the past five years of, of, of teaching um, in, in different provinces. And, you know, I think the goal of my course, and I, I'm very upfront with students about this, that my job as an instructor is not to tell them or teach them what to think. Uh, it's to invite them to think about everything critically and in context and, and figure out, you know, what, what we might be able to do with the past. And I think that what we're seeing right now is regardless of whether you are in favor of the McDonald statue being ripped down or toppled or not, I think as a historian, this is an interesting moment, an important moment where people are actually having conversations about the past, that they're confronting perhaps gaps in their knowledge about McDonald's real history, not just the whitewashed version that we learn in high school that's supposed to make us feel proud. Um, I think that's good. I think that's actually a positive thing, uh, if we're going to reckon with the past to try and create a better present and future. And I guess, you know, one really important part about all of this work, and I, and I hear this a lot about the erasing history, you can't just, you know, uh, judge the, the past by the values of today, we hear that all the time. But what we actually need to remember is that the McDonald statues that are being taken down or being targeted, right, were not created in McDonald's time. Statues and commemorations have their own history. Um, And in reality, many of those statues uh, were erected in the 1960s and 1970s, so fairly recently. And the reason that they were erected were politically motivated. There were French and English tensions uh, in the 60s and 70s, and people at that time looked for a figure in the past that could perhaps become a unifying figure. And someone like Macdonald, who in the 19th century tried to bring French and English interests together, they thought that commemorating Macdonald uncritically would sort of be a a monument to that. Well, the problem is is that we don't live in the 60s and 70s anymore. The political political interests have changed. And the goal that many Canadians are trying to advance is truth and reconciliation. And Macdonald, who unified in some ways, French and English tensions, now is not the right figure to bring people together onto that project. Um, And that's why I think there is a lot of attention being paid to someone like McDonald, um, who is is, unquestionably not a unifying figure uh, in, in indigenous settler relations, right? He's a key architect of genocidal policies. Um, So if we want to really make progress on truth and reconciliation, uncritically celebrating someone like McDonald doesn't get us there.
2: We look forward to more conversations with you in the future. He is an instructor at the University of Manitoba in History and Native Studies. Sean Carlton, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.